What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today's guests are Carl and Lex from the Wisest Wizards Podcast. This is the third installment of our sort of dual podcast that we do. They put out uh, the same episode on their podcast, and I dropped this one. Go back and listen to a few of them. It's funny. We talk about how we should have went back and listened to the old episodes and see how full of shit we were. So if anyone wants to do that and find all the contradictions that we make throughout the three episodes, that would be hilarious. I love when producer Lex records the shows. He's done a number of my episodes, too, besides the Wisest Wizards uh, episodes. They sound so nice and clean. I, uh, I need to figure out how to get him on board for all the shows. So those guys came over. We actually recorded here at the house. Uh, we talked Fuck It podcast listeners, Twitter masochism, digital notes, fighting movies, vegetarianism, resolutions, women, women's MMA, UFC 1, Tiffany Timebomb, uh, side podcasting, and the joy of cake. So as always, make sure you go check out MikeMaxwellArt.com. You can click on the podcast over there and you can also click on the blog and get all the information about each episode and each guest find out what we talked about on each episode. So, you know, I, I I know it's sort of redundant how I always say what we talked about, but uh, if you if you want to go through uh, the episode guides and then see if there is an actual topic that you may be interested in listening to, um, I think that that's sort of why I do that. So uh, go check that out. Uh, we got, I'm happy to announce a new sponsor on the podcast freakwear.com freak clothing but uh let me spell this thing for you so there's a uh they spell freak f-r-e-k with the little line over the top of the e uh i i'm terrible in uh english in grammar school so i don't know what to call that little line over the top um and it's also so it's f-r-e-k-w-a-r-e.com uh freakwear.com uh, I think they use the wear like as in being aware they have a uh, like a sort of mission statement on their on their website if you go check out www.freakwear.com that's f-r-e-k-w-a-r-e.com the idea of the line is to embrace those who are different who uh, don't take the normal path or conform to societal norms which I think is sort of like what the podcast is about. A lot of artists and uh, creative types sort of decide to to get off the the beaten path and figure out a new way for themselves. So I, I totally support that idea. The uh, on the website it says uh, freak by definition is one that is markedly unusual or abnormal. Some would say different, even unique, not the norm. Embrace your uniqueness and be you. Freak represents those who stand out from the pack and those that push the limits because they saw things differently. It is the freaks of the world that push us to the greater heights and expose the crap that popular culture feeds on us. So make sure you go check them out, freakware.com, F-R-E-K-W-A-R-E.com. Um, they got a lot of cool designs. There's a, They got a season up that you can, you can purchase online right now. Um, I'm trying to figure out if we can get a discount code for when you order online see if i can save you guys a little money by going over there um if i can do that i'll post that on the podcasts facebook and twitter 
Uh, you can follow the Twitter at Live Free Podcast, and it's Live Free Podcast like page on Facebook. Um, I'll also put that stuff in the blog when that when uh, when I post this up. So make sure you go do that. Also, we are sponsored by Eight Five Eight Fight Shop. Go check out their Facebook, facebook.com slash 858fightshop. Uh, these guys have been sponsoring the podcast for a little while now and are are super awesome. For whatever martial arts equipment needs you have, uh, go check these guys out. Johnny and the crew are always happy to help out anybody who has any questions or uh, try to figure out what suits your needs best when, uh, when you get in there. They also have a little uh, open mat situation that we've been taking advantage of on Sundays, getting some extra uh, work in while all the all the MMA and martial arts gyms are always closed on Sunday. So it's cool to have uh, an uh, option to go roll at uh, the fight shop. And they got the bomb acai there all the time, too. So make sure you go check them out. Uh, they're at 7128 Miramar Road in San Diego, right across from the south entrance no, the west entrance to to the Miramar uh, Marine Base. Uh, you could uh, call them 858-530-8181. That's 858-530-8181. So with all that said, that's a lot of business. A lot of business happening here. We're trying to make this podcast uh, go to the next level. So, uh, of course, sponsorships help a ton and if you want to donate to the podcast to also help out, you can do that through the website. Go to MikeMaxWallet.com, click on the podcast link, and you'll see a PayPal option there. You can subscribe in iTunes, which is also an option from there. But if you just go to iTunes, search Mike Maxwell, you'll find the, the show. And rate and subscribe over there. Download as many times as you want to. Uh, that puts the podcast up higher in the numbers on iTunes, and that's apparently important to society and the world to seem better than other people. So go do that. These are jokes. All right. No, but not jokes to go do that. Really go do that shit. Um, all right. So with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the wisest wizards and the Live Free podcast join together like Voltron and form the wisest live free wizards podcast enjoy it i like starting a podcast with the words fuck it (laughs) (laughs) and uh we have mike back again (laughs) fuck yeah when was the last time i was on it's been a while it's been a while yeah yeah i think like august i like i'd like to say we should go back and like we should have listened to it and like figure out all the shit that we said that was bullshit that has changed since then. I've always I, w- I want to do that sometime. Yeah, I never actually want to take the time to go do it. Totally contradict no. everything that you said before. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's also great for Twitter if you had great followers that just like listen. Like, can you listen to this and tell me the stuff that needs to be revisited? Yeah. And then get back to me. Yeah. I can't wait till people actually start listening to our podcast. <laughs> 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 then we'll get a following, yeah. and then they'll let us know. <laughs> I did this painting once um, that I called uh, analog, and I, I went and wrote out like a month's worth of my tweets. Like went back and like hand painted like a, a series of tweets that that went over like a month and a half maybe, and like 
I would do the text in white, and then even I painted in all the links in blue, so it looks like a really long Twitter feed, just to kind of punish myself, like, to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like sort of masochistic, like, all right, go back and look at all the stupid shit that you decided to put out into the internet, and then write it again and deal with it. How, how, how big was that painting? It's a like uh, like fourteen by ten or something, and it took a really long time. Yeah. It's funny the lettering started really small at the top of the of the painting, <laughs> and as it got to the very bottom, like, like the, fuck I, it, so over this shit, <laughs> <laughs> like the text gets all big. Yeah, yeah, but conceptually, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you you were just being like, uh, you're, you're like, you know, all the all the stuff that's newer is just more more, uh, you know, uh, relevant. So yeah, that, yeah, right. So and then yeah. you're gonna symbolize that through the, the larger text. Yeah, I can't remember if I I think I went backwards and started at a certain point. No, maybe I didn't. I must have. The, the bottom was probably the further back in the timeline. Okay. Then that so, wouldn't yeah. work at all. No. <laughs> it was a little it was like, all right, get this shit done with I've had enough. You're just like mm. So yeah. did so did you actually like did you pick out any ones you were like, nah, I'm not gonna fucking put that. No, 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 I put them all like I put everything, them all everything. in there. Yeah. Oh a little more honest dude. that way. Yeah, it's kinda cool. I, I like I hope people who like I even put in retweets. Yeah. Right? So oh, like yeah. I even retweeted other people's shit, so that's in there too. Damn, there's all the all the ads are in there. So yeah, it's kind of funny. So what what uh what brought that on? Or like, did you have like an well, epiphany? it was no, it was to punish myself, like to be like, okay, you spend so much time doing this thing, and I kind of like the idea that we're so fucking digitized that it's good to sit down and like write something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like that was kind of the concept behind it. Like in one of my notepads, I wrote um nobody writes anymore mm-hmm. and meaning that nobody like everything is so digital that nobody like hand writes anything yeah it's a very very few times that people are using those things so i thought it was conceptually i sort of fit along those like that was the thinking and uh and then the other part was the like like i said the masochism of like yeah all right you've decided to put all this shit out there really fucking deal with it now because yeah. it's weird when you paint letters you're kind of more thinking about form and structure, mm-hmm. not exactly like how all the letters fit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really like concentrating on every word of it. It's not just like reading it really fast because you have to really pay attention, which yeah. is kind of weird. There's no spell check. Yeah. <laughs> but there's parts in it, there's parts in it that I just cross words out like if I like re like put the wrong word in or something cuz it's so weird. That's how it happens. Like you'll be thinking about the next word, and then all of a sudden, one of the letters will show up. Yeah, in there, you get really dyslexic when you're yeah, yeah. like really concentrating on how yeah. the form is because yeah. you try to make all the letters look the same. I think like especially on the computer too, because like I mean, you're you're almost like splitting your brain when you're doing it, especially if you're copying something. Uh-huh. And so it's like you know you might be thinking about one thing and just trailing off, and like that'll end up being the script that you're writing, even though you're trying <laughs> yeah. to copy something else. And yeah, like, what the totally. fuck am I doing? It's like I always read and will forget a whole fucking page or what you read. Like oh, yeah. you have to go all the way back and read it yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah. My brain is retarded. That's the same thing with mine. But back to what you're saying about how no one writes anymore. You know, what really pisses me off. Not the people who take notes on computers, but people Everything. who take notes on iPads. <laughs> Really? Like they'll have their iPads out. It's not the same, man. It's not the same at all. But they're like sitting there with their iPad like propped up like douches going. (laughs) (laughs) I try. I take notes on my phone sometimes. Like just the other day, a a song like a a classic rock song came on that I was stoked on. And I was like, I'm never going to remember the name of this song or like any of the lyrics from the song by the time Mm -hmm. I get home. And I wanted to fucking put a note on my phone to to remember. Just I was gonna write down part of the lyrics so I could Google it when I got home and play it on YouTube. 
I totally fucked space and didn't do it. Yeah, I did the same shit too. It's like your iPhone's so awesome because you can like write all these lists down on them. You can actually split them up too. So I have like ten different lists, and like I try to be smart about it. Like songs you need to download, books you need to read, blah blah. blah. But yeah. all my lists are all just like fucking hack jobs. Like they're all like mixed up in together. So like there's no real point in me actually splitting <laughs> this shit up. You're just writing it down for the sake of writing it down. You yeah, never actually no. even go back. And never. Look at it. Just yeah, for a reason never. to pull out your phone. Like look at me, I'm cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it, remember, it, it does make it look like you're paying more attention than when you're writing. Like yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna write that down, <laughs> and the person feels all good about it. You're like now nah, I'm gonna delete it in five I seconds i don't know how many times like we've sat there and like created notes and stuff like that on our oh, phones dude, and talking about that the last time we were hanging out man like you know that big music well so last saturday we we're kicking it we we're talking about the gym it's like all just like gangster rap and like freaking uh you know like electronic music and stuff so yeah. like dude what are the old school like 80s 90s like fight songs you know from like roadhouse freaking like uh terminator you know yeah. all these old school like journey songs and so we actually made a big list so we downloaded it from the podcast which includes guile from uh the guile theme song from uh street, street fighter, fighter. <laughs> nice. and, uh, the blanco one <laughs> you know uh up at the Schroyer old warehouse they have one of the uh the Street Fighter 2 stand-up arcade games. Oh, They get nice. some tournaments some? going on. Yeah. Nice. Oh, what was it? What was it? The, you know, the Kumite one? Which one was that one? Uh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport, Kumite. right? Yeah, like the, there's a, a gym, the first gym that I, I, I started at uh, back where Alex was working at, Poway MMA, uh-huh. and they had the same video game that they're playing in Kumite ever at that gym, and it's for free. So you can just go in and just play it, and it's, it's super, super ghetto. That's badass. Yeah. I loved all those movies when I was a kid. I guess probably right around teenage years, like was a yeah. lot of, like 13 or maybe even a little younger than that, like 10, 11. Mm-hmm. I, um... There was a movie rental spot right down the street from uh, my house. Yeah. And the dude was super cool. Like, at one point, like, when I upgraded from Nintendo to Super Nintendo or whatever, I brought in all my old games, and homeboy at the movie at the movie rental place, mm-hmm. he let me get uh, free rentals for the entire summer in exchange for, like, six games or something which damn that's pretty good yeah. i totally took yeah i was like i got the best deal here because i wasn't even gonna use those fucking games anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and he just rented them out so like i went through every fucking van damme movie every bruce lee movie uh every steven seagal movie just for there was something about that <laughs> like that summer in particular that i just went through all that shit but uh yeah he i think dude even let us like he let us rent um, Faces of Death. Like he read oh, like some yeah, weird yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, creepy yeah, horror yeah, movies. Yeah. He's like, here, he did not let me give change a fuck. your mind. That was like yeah. the big deal back in like junior high. <laughs> yeah, you know, man, like, that's early shit early high school. Me up. Yeah, 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 dude, yeah, not like that shit. Yeah. Like the idea of it is way cooler than actually watching it. Yeah, and it's weird how they were all like, even though I guess it was video technology wasn't that great then. All those old footages were all like seventies and yeah. like yeah, yeah. like way like less quality technology says so, you know somebody was recording that shit how like how long have we had those fucking creepy recordings you before know? they yeah. decided to put it into like one yeah. one videotape yeah. yeah people i feel i that shit is so weird people who watch people get killed on the internet because we still have all that shit like yeah. live leaks yeah. and all those fucking creepy videos like when uh when the like war rotten, on terror rotten. was Com. yeah well, like when they, all, all the, the like fucking, the night vision strikes and all that stuff well that and like the beheadings and, oh yeah like, i was gonna say like i feel like it's one thing to like watch an apache drop a bomb on something but it's very different if you watch some dude like decapitate somebody with a scimitar or what even, was the last one where uh they were dragging they had a camera ro- rolling in the room and they were dragging bodies into the room and having people in there, like, looking and identifying the bodies. And it was on LiveLeak, and it was streaming live. Ooh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know where it was. Syria? It was like Libya or something like that. Yeah. I think it was before the whole uh, shit went down with the ambassador. But, yeah, they were just pulling people into the room and bringing these guys in to, like, identify. And it was, like, 
live stream, dude. It's fucking gnarly. And we still worry about titties. Like, we can't see titties <laughs> on TV. Right? Like, we, yeah. we'll see. It's, I think we may have talked about this before, but, like, uh, they showed... I think it was fucking when Gaddafi was... Or somebody got killed. They showed, like, a dude getting his head chopped off, but blurred his dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, one is so much worse than the other. Like We can only censor one thing, and it's yeah. got to be the dick. Yeah, it's crazy. People man. are going to, you know, really desensitize. Hurt the kids. I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are desensitized to that shit. We need now. to be moral people. What is it? Uh, public nudity is not accepted. Right? Yeah. Beheading somebody is accepted. Seriously, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Who do you think was more desensitized? The farmer that was killing chickens or the, uh, I don't know, somebody who's like 16 right now, plays video games of like Call of Duty constantly, like uh, sees Saw on a regular basis, watch every single one of them. I don't know. And then watch a... shit on the news, like on the internet, like uh, people getting decapitated. That's a good question because some of those farmers, like when they kill animals, they have such a like... Uh, like almost like a mass murderer sort of nonchalantness to it. They're yeah. just like yeah. boom, dead, yeah. boom, or yeah. like that. Like I think uh, like in that Food Inc. Uh, they were showing a guy who does all his uh, cleaning, like cleaning the birds out in in the open air and shit. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's just like boom, snapping necks left and right. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to do that. No. But that that says something about our culture too. Like that we're so used to being hand-fed our food yeah. that, that, like, for me, it would be tough to fucking kill the cow. Yeah. Like, I, I would feel bad about it. So it's, like, a completely different type but of sensitivity. I eat the shit out of a cow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah that is me. kind of, like, a weird duality. It's, like, yeah. I think that vegetarians are a bunch of pussies, but at the same time, I couldn't kill a cow. Yeah, you know? right? Like, yeah. And it's, it's sort of what, what makes vegetarian. I think for a lot of people who go vegan or vegetarian, that's a big part of it is, like, they don't want to hurt another living thing. And I I totally get that. I don't want to do it either. I just like just the protein want, yeah. 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 or whatever. You know, I just like the taste. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the protein is I one don't thing. Even give a, yeah, <laughs> I don't even give a fuck about like, the protein, man. I like that it makes yeah. me full and tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the way half beef, half bacon burger tastes. Yeah, bacon yeah. is a shit. Dude, yeah. yeah. That's one thing that I don't, I don't understand vegans or vegetarians like bacon. Yeah, I don't get it, man. It's delicious. Pork tenderloins? Yeah, and then that's what it is. It has to the, you you decide that there's like a line in the sand and you're yeah. not going to cross it, yeah. like out of some moral standard. Which I, I I applaud it. I guess I you know if you have a stance and it means something to you and you take enough time to like put it into action, I think that's pretty good. I've done that. Yeah. Draw lines and draw lines and be like, you know, I was like, fuck that line. I'm just going to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was really really gung ho about it, and like you know, the next day I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Sounds like it's really all good. moderation. Sounds really good in theory until you have a piece of bacon in front of you. Yeah. Well, is that a typical thing for you? You like set goals and then decide. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, eating eating wise, no, 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 no. There's other stuff where I stand behind. I, and, listen, listen. I'm not judging you. I do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's there's certain things that I stand, but when it comes to food and like something that I'm gonna enjoy to eat, I don't want to live the rest of my life trying to figure out how to make the perfect uh, vegetarian vegetarian combo that tastes good every time I eat it because I'm going to get tired of that same thing. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I was like, maybe today, today I want to eat vegetables. Maybe today I want to eat meat, you know, so. And but like, really, really I, you need both. I did make the stand, yeah. like, I'm not going to eat fast food. And then like two weeks later, I'm just like, fuck it. I yeah. To I'm, McDonald's. <laughs> I was thinking today, like, I wonder how many people who, who set, um, uh, 
what's it at the end of the year? It said uh, uh, resolutions. Resolutions. Yeah. I was going to say reservations. That's the thing about food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many people really keep the, the New Year's resolutions? Like, I don't know that I've kept any but mine. I think it depends on how just how ridiculous it is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I feel like people that like later on they start to get a little bit smarter about it, so they want to become very open ended. Like I'm gonna get in shape this year. Yeah. What does that mean? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Compared to what baseline are we talking? Well, they about? just say I'm just gonna go to the gym, and they go to a gym once. I'm like, all right, yeah, off yeah. the list. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's sometimes it's tough to keep those goals yeah. and uh, and finish them. Uh, we got big UFC fights coming up. This, oh yeah, this weekend. Ronda Historic. Rousey. Historic. Is it historic or is it just a first and then we won't really give a fuck? Well, after. I mean, we have what two things going on right now. We have the the Rousey story, which is it's a it's a woman who's uh, going to get the uh, UFC belt, you know, supposedly or whatnot. Well, she has it. It's hers. Well, yeah, but and, and hasn't defended. Hasn't defended. It. I don't really call that hers. Yeah. Um, so it's like and what we is have, it? We have intermittent. Have, like that. Well, no, she technically does. The same thing as Aldo. Um, Aldo, Aldo held the belt before he even fought for it. Um, oh, okay. But uh, and then also at the same time you have Liz, who's the first openly gay UFC fighter to uh, what be up for a title contention or something. So technically she's like fighting a dude. (laughs) (laughs) See what he did there, people. (laughs) (laughs) What What do you feel about the the two fighters? Because like I mean I, I. I've met I don't know Liz, but I've met her a couple times. Yeah, she's before. on the San Diego scene here. Yeah, I see yeah. her at all the jujitsu competitions. Yeah, she trains out of a uh, San Diego Combat Academy under Manny, and Manny's a fucking wizard, man. Like just a, a great coach, yeah. a real real good guy. Um, takes his shit seriously. Uh, it's it's kind of nice that he's getting so much notoriety from this. And Liz is just like a real nice person, man. Like yeah, I I, I would be awesome to see her. I tell you what, I'm I'm I always love an underdog, and I'm kind of yeah. rooting. I like I'm rooting for her to win yeah. for some just because of the underdog thing. Yeah, but I, looking at it from a, a objective, like a, a uh, without any sort of staking it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I, it's hard for me to see how she wins this fight. I think it's going to be uh, like a hail mary overhand, or it's going to be something within like a transition. But I, I don't, I don't really see her winning um, in either stand up ground or or takedowns. I think it's yeah, going to be just like just pure heart, me, pure scrappiness. It looks to me like Ronda's really been working the stand up since the Misha Tate yeah. fight, and probably even before that. But she, even in the Misha Tate fight, she had her chin straight up in the air and was just, was, took some shots. Yeah. Before, but that's the problem. If somebody gets close enough to be able to land shots like that, she is close enough to get a hold of them, Judah toss their ass, yeah, and and work the armbar, yeah. yeah. So I think it's hard to say that anybody's wrestling is good enough or jujitsu is good enough to. It seems like armbars are one of those things that are 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 one of the. I would say maybe a little bit easier to escape than some of the other than some other submissions. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's hard to really I, make that. I mean, I feel like you know that better than I do. Call. It seems like if you're a high level, then you it, it equals it out a little bit more like, than a lot so of other techniques. For what makes me say that is when an armbar is starting, yep. you feel that it's going to happen. Now, if somebody has a hold of your arm really well and is Olympic class uh, judo player who's mm-hmm. been practicing armbar since she was a baby, it's hard to say, but. You know, you have you can feel arm bars coming on, so that's why I say like you know to move a certain way to avoid it. But she brings them from that. That's her thing. She brings them from so many different angles yeah. that sometimes I think it's just too late. I like people are wrapped up and they can't get out. And for there's just such a level of commitment that she has, uh, both in stand up and and in for that arm bar. That's like I mean, 
I guess from like from, I don't really know from striking perspective. It's like you don't really fully commit to something unless you see that opening and and you you know it's going to land. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's exceptions to that, but I would imagine judo is. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, jujitsu is kind of similar. It's like you know you set up, you set up, you find out the openings there, and then you you go full blast on it when you know you have that commitment. But if hers is just like I'm going to armbar you no matter what it takes, and uh, I'm going to be fully committed to this, and if I lose it, I'm fucked. But at the same time, I'm going to fucking that's the thing. completely she, commit to it. She's not. She transitions. That, she, we saw that in the. I, in the Misha Tate fight, I believe it was that one or the one right before mm-hmm. that they rolled around in the armbar for a while. Like yeah, she the rolled Tate her, one. then yeah. rolled her again, then rolled her again, then rolled her again. So that's the thing: if she gets a hold of that arm, you're fucked. Yeah. But you got to be able to not let. The thing is, you with the armbar, you have to really make sure that the leg doesn't go over your face, mm-hmm. and that's the one you can kind of feel. Like the other one sets you up for it, and then the the top leg goes over your head. If the top leg goes, if she gets that top leg over anybody's face, they're You're done. Fucked. Yeah, they're yeah. done. It doesn't matter who you are. You just, but you just can't see. That's what I'm, so I'm trying to think. Does does Liz have enough power to knock her out? I don't know. I don't know. You mean like a stand up flurry or? Yeah, I mean, I in the face offs, fucking Ronda is way bigger than her, and I think you know. I hate to like look past a fight but the reality is is that Ronda needs to be fighting Cyborg. Yeah. But Cyborg yeah. just signed with Invicta. Yep. So I mean it doesn't look like that's gonna happen for a while. So, so they gotta find a catch weight. Yeah. What's gonna happen after this fight? Like whoever wins, like are they gonna start just this flood of female fighters coming well, into the UFC? They were talking to that weight range. They were talking right. on the presser today, like what, somebody asked uh how important is this fight for women's MMA? Like if if they have like a shitty like like not entertaining fight, is it gonna affect how the UFC perceives women MMA in in future events? Yeah, you know? absolutely. So yeah. like, wait, what if they have like a three round like wrestling match that like is perceived as super boring to everybody? What do we see happen next? Mm, it's so hard to say. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like you know Rousey's like the the golden child for the one forty five, and at the same way that uh, Gina Carano was, you know. Mm-hmm. And if Liz wins, and like you know she's she's not as marketable as a person as as Rousey's, Rousey is, you know. And well, so, they you know they had Misha Tate and a couple other girls. I think uh, that blonde Russian girl, I, I forget what her name is. Um, I don't but remember. they had they had a few of them there at the presser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're they're trying to make an effort, and yeah, yeah. And Dana White was talking about how much press Ronda Rousey has gotten, like mainstream ESPN, yeah. HBO, all the main press outlets have been focusing on her. You think it has, unlike oh, anything else yeah. that they've seen, she's super confident. Um, she has a good backstory. It's like uh, I, I thought that the 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 leading up to it, you know, like the videos that they do to hype it, were I thought they were good. I mean, they they tell a good story for yeah. sure. Um. Again, she's controversial, which is kind of what they need in order to like get some market penetration into that uh, women's grouping. You know, because I feel like people are still kind of iffy about women going to be in like this like man kind of uh, UFC ultra masculine kind of sport. So that was I, one of the questions they asked too. They asked all the fighters on the panel, like, "What do you think about women's MMA?" Yeah, because Dana White was like before, months ago. You know, before Ronda Rousey got big. He was saying that he would never have yeah. women in the UFC, that it wouldn't happen. Mm. But, you know, things yeah, change. I mean, how do you yeah. feel about women being in I think it's sports? great. If you if you can handle your own and fit into the weight class, I think. Yeah. I don't see why there's any reason why you can't have both. Yeah. Obviously, they it'd be weird to see them compete 
against each other. against women, yeah. but I don't think that'll happen. That will never uh, happen. But I think it's fine. I yeah. think it's more entertaining than the women's basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have this thing, this ongoing thing about trash talking basketball, and like you hit it like right on the nose. Yeah, I don't like basketball. We, yeah, we, yeah. Not, no, not, not even women's basketball, but just basketball in general. I'm surprised anybody watches it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't get it. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, That's all. MMA killed all sports for me. I was already like sort of before. I mean, I've been. I've watched. I've watched the very first UFC. My dad, my buddy's dad, uh, got it on the fucking pay per view for us. So, oh, you watched it like while it was happening. Yes, the oh, very so you first were, like, one. Like the lucky few, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we saw he used to always get all the boxing matches, like the big boxing matches. We'd get the HBO yeah. specials and the, like, Check all the pay per views. It's like we're gonna fucking get this. And I remember it was like daytime too. Like it started in the afternoon. It was like. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it, I saw Tank Abbott fought the big fucking Samoan fucking like dude like Mike Hunt. No, Mark, no, Mark, no, no, no. That, that was that was way way before oh that. way before that. Oh yeah. no, it was very first. He yeah. fought very the, first. He, oh, like okay, never mind. Big fucking Samoan like uh, like African looking dude. No, I know I'm naming a bunch of different places. <laughs> big fucking he white like, goddamn uh, hillbilly like Jabo. like Zulu Nation. There was a I remember there was a guy. Uh, in the WWF, who is kind of like a, like a witch doctor kind of no. dude. Oh, and he'd come yeah, out with all the bones yeah, 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 on him yeah. and shit, and like a mask, like a big fucking mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like that type of dude fighting in the UFC. Yeah. And Tank Abbott knocked him the fuck out with a big overhand right or something. And I had never seen anybody um, get knocked out like that before. I'd seen some boxing match KOs, but never anybody where their arms lock up and they start fucking convulsing and, yeah. and snoring is that and the shit? one where yeah. he after he was uh after he knocked him down and saw him convulsing uh tank abbott like yeah he mimicked yeah, him. he mimicked yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah okay i remember that match yeah that shit stuck in my <laughs> brain <fucking> love <laughs> tank, dude. i love tank <laughs> abbott and i remember there was <laughs> the one karate guy kicked dude in the face hard as fuck are you talking about the sumo guy yeah, he kicked the sumo guy. Or no, no, he kicked the sumo. So, so a, he bent the sumo guy. I, I, I don't know. It's the match. Maybe you're talking it was. About. Yeah, but it was uh, a he big bent dude. him over. He uh, hit him in the face, just like you know, smack, 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 whatever. Like right, dirty right hooks. Dude kills over and kicks him in the face so yeah, hard that he knocks his teeth out into the stands and embeds one of his teeth into the karate guy, the white boy karate guy's foot. And yeah. he couldn't get it taken out because he had to fly back the next day. So he's his actual, like, it was bone on bone, basically. So it started to actually, like, uh, I don't fuse? know what it's called. Fuse, basically, oh, to his foot bone. It was nuts. Now was, that guy was in nuts. choke, too. He was in the Hickson Oh, was he? The Hickson oh, fight nice. choke. Yeah. Was I that think, good? Fuck yeah. yeah. The um, little Japanese guy, I think, leg locked him. Nice. Oh, shit. That's I've been working on my ankle locks pretty regularly. Do you remember that fighter that... Have you, uh, have you guys been working on them in class a lot? No. Or you just been working on them by yourself? Yeah. That's cool. Huh? I watched a Samba video now. I think I'm Russian. They're dirty, man. <laughs> dirty. They're dirty. This is a cool like story. going to try this on you. <laughs> I think from the, from the first UFC, like one of my favorite stories from that one is uh, the sumo guy. And like, they basically got in a big room. And uh, I forget who was having them sign the paperwork. But they're basically like, all right, guys. Uh, so we need you guys to sign this waiver because we don't have any medical insurance. So you, basically, you guys are you're, you're on your shit out of luck. You're on your own. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we have no pads. We have no nothing. And you have no health insurance. Like, no one's going to sign this shit. <laughs> and so basically, they were sitting there for like a couple hours. And like, nobody signed it. Nobody budged. They kept trying to you know go at different angles. And then finally, that simple guy was like, fuck it. 
give me the paper. He signed it. He's like, I'll fucking see one of you guys at the tournament. Don't be bitches. Basically, no, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, right. That's basically what he did, right? And he was, like, and he was like, I'm a fucking man, right? I'm gonna sign this paperwork. I'll see whoever one of you like is tough enough to like to, to sign the paperwork. He walks out. Everybody signs the paperwork. Yeah. So it's like that first UFC could not have happened unless that that sumo dude basically just nutted up and decided to. That shit was so crazy. Lose his teeth up. later on the next day. <laughs> but then I used to watch baseball, and I still watch football like occasionally. But I totally do not give a fuck. Like yeah. if I miss a game, I, I don't care. If yeah, the, if the bad. local team loses, I don't give a shit. Did you used to care though? Uh, yeah, I used to care oh, a did lot. You? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like was emotionally invested in the Chargers and the the Padres. Like when the Padres got the new stadium, I went to almost every game, like every home game for a year. No shit. It's just like fucking just a letdown after letdown. And then I decided, I was like, I'm not going to put myself through this misery of the yeah. San Diego sports. Yeah, that's true. Have- Where with fighting, it's it's short term, right? Like, mm. so the the joys of winning and the, the sorrows of losing are really pretty short term. Yeah, that's true. But, like, uh, back to your question, like, uh, with your experience of going to the stadium, because I do go, because my wife's, like, a future, like, a full-on baseball fanatic, so we'll go. Like, you notice, like, no matter where you sit, no matter how much you love the sport, the place where you sit in the stadium contradicts on how much you pay attention or actually enjoy the game? Yeah, I would say that's fairly accurate. Because it's not, like, some place where, like, say, like, you go to the UFC and you see the Jumbotron, like... Even it's, it's almost like the same thing watching it on TV. Like you see the jumbotron, seeing you're still gonna get excited, no matter yeah. what. No matter if it's like, or you know, you're looking for a fight, or the fight's like a uh, exciting, or you know, it's like a ground ground fight. But you like have a basic understanding. You're still gonna get excited, rather than being like at the top, like nosebleed sections at a baseball game, being like, "Fuck, I can't see shit." Yeah, you know what I mean. I think some people like to get the energy of being in those places, though, and sometimes it's probably more. About financial well, I, capabilities. I guess different seats are expensive. Yeah, seats are expensive, and plus everybody doesn't have a like kind of like a lax attitude to go to uh, sports events unless it's a Charger game. Well, you know what's weird at the UFCs is that um, people don't even show up till like the main event starts. Really? Isn't You'd that be weird? surprised. It's weird. All like especially around the ring. You, I mean, you see it if you watch the Facebook prelims, mm-hmm. but it's really noticeable. Like the whole floor. The floor won't even fill up until, like, all the prelims are done. Which is crazy. Some of the best fights happen at the beginning of the, yeah, of the events. Agree. Do you think that's just because a lot of these people don't know the names that are typically on the undercard and the guys that are coming up, and they only know those, like, attached top three? Like- I don't know, man. It seems like a fucking hipster thing, to be quite honest with you. Like, <laughs> you're too cool to show up before the main event. for yeah. Because I think a lot of people show up in hopes to get on camera, you know, mm-hmm. especially the seats around the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where all the celebrities sit. and the status who, thing. Yeah, the people who pay a bunch of money. That's weird because you can tie that thing with music too, and like you have a group of bands and people only show up for the headliner or stuff like that. Be like, yeah, uh-huh. screw those two bands. Yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, it's funny. People probably don't realize this, but the UFC does like seat filler stuff at the you know at <laughs> really? points. Yeah, so they, they have like a stable of hot bitches that they like. I was just gonna say, sign me up for that, but <laughs> yeah, 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 it's no, like it it's hot chicks in like. Yeah. You know, nightwear, high heels, and totally fucking done up and shit. Like, they'll just start <laughs> switching from, like, section to section. Uh, and they have, like, a little funny. usher guy that takes them around and shows them where to sit. That's, that's awesome. hilarious. Like, so for, like, the televised stuff, when they... I remember... Mm. I forget. I want to say it was the Fox. One of the Fox ones. I've I, I seen it in Vegas, too. I think they do it in Vegas a lot, because there's probably an easy stable of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Hot, 
I like Fox has some weird rules, man. Like, I don't know if they have, like, a different consultant that comes in or they're just, like, trying really hard. But, like, if they have that, you know, where they have, like, you know, hot chicks come in and, like, come in for seats or whatever. And they also spray paint over the, the blood on some of these matches. You ever seen that Oh, before? really? No. I yeah. So, like, uh, when they first started doing the Fox, I think it was the, uh, which one was it? It was the Velasquez versus uh, DeSantos, the first one. Mm-hmm. And some of the undercard ones, um, you could see guys going in and basically, like, when there was a shit ton of blood on the mat, they'd spray paint over it real quick. Huh. It's crazy. Yeah, I've, I've, I know I've seen them uh, go in and, like, steam. They, I've seen them steam clean once. And I've seen them. Uh, in between matches? Uh, in between when the prelims start and when the the um, pay per view starts, yeah, I've seen him go in and put uh, uh, sponsored labels uh-huh. on, on the mat. Yeah. <laughs> oh no way. Yeah, yeah, like put the vinyl thing on there. Like they have like a little vacuum type yeah, of yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. steam it on there. Uh, seen that shit. So I feel like I'm getting more and more used to like small shows and like amateur shows. So it's like they'll, they'll basically just like come out with like a roll of paper towels and like some Windex and try to, like, <laughs> yeah. wipe it off real quick. That's Which, like the extent uh, of it. There's one coming up. Uh, Team Nogueira, Zach Savage is fighting. Oh, right? Explode. Yeah, yeah. Explode is coming up. 13th. Um, Next month sometime. Yeah, that one's on the 60th. Do we have so many fights? That, like Marvin was supposed to fight on that Friday, which was the 15th in mm-hmm. Bama. Uh, Tiffany is fighting in Vegas. Which oh, is the man, 15th. we should talk about her last fight, even though it's sort of a ways out now. Uh, her, her last one? Yeah, yeah. in Vegas. Knocked that girl the fuck yeah. out, yeah. dude. Yeah. Did you see her blog? That you, the girl that, or uh, yeah, Alexis no, blog. Uh-huh. Yeah, she said that uh, she was talking about other other fighters that were stronger, but she said Tiffany wasn't strong. She was just smart, and then she said she wants to come back and fight like, her. Yeah, again. like basically, yeah, just like oh, there's yeah, there's some strong fighters I met in my lifetime, but Tiffany wasn't strong. She was just smart. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like that's actually a better compliment. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, well, well, that was a strong ass. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of shit to be talking after you got knocked down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what is that like, the Rashad versus Leoto Evans like oh he doesn't even punch that hard so was that before or after he knocked you the fuck out yeah <laughs> that's kind of silly that is kind of silly because yeah. she took a, a that she didn't right kick hand me hard right after it her too? just it was just the right part of her foot on the right part of my temple yeah <laughs> and she got dropped with her hand too I mean the kick did it but she it got was, dropped yeah, it was really that hand. right cross yeah, yeah it was that, like that drop it hand. was the the switch kick. It was a right cross, and then the I think it was left, left, hook, left, left, left hook, hook, right cross, right left afterwards. Hook, right cross? Yeah. yeah, it was that punch that came right after the kick, whatever that was. Yeah. that fucking rocked her. Yeah, that was awesome. I see. I'd like to see her move into MMA and start heading toward that uh, women's women's UFC. I don't know, man. I feel like it's just like if that's her forte, just stick with it. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like a lot of people like make the jump, even though. Say it with like a lot of jiu-jitsu people. It's like you see people that are really good at jiu-jitsu, you know, yeah. like Abu Dhabi fucking champions are like, this fool should do MMA. And like they get spanked. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. saying Tiffany gets spanked because she's, she's done MMA before. She's very good. Yeah. But I feel like it's just if you have a forte. I mean, that, that's just me personally because I'm, I'm a Muay Thai guy. Sure. So no, like, I mean, yeah, if you, you got to be to commit to be a mixed martial artist, you, you got to be doing a lot of different things. Yeah. And she's pretty primarily focused on striking, right? For the moment, yeah. 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 I mean, she has a good infrastructure. I mean, she trains over at L.A. Black House, which is pretty good for MMA. Yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> Probably one of the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that fight was pretty dope. It was just kind of fun, too, because the whole card was good. Yeah. Like, every every fight on that card was awesome. You know, I noticed a lot of people talking about it, too. Like, a lot, I saw a lot of Twitter stuff where people were like, I don't really watch Muay Thai very often, but you know, I I happened to catch this one. I watched the thing, and now I'm psyched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got to go on uh, the 
Boss Rutan show. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. MMA Insider. All that yeah. stuff is all pretty good for that. And I think maybe even with the, the better appreciation of MMA, I think there's more room for appreciation of K1, you know, Muay Thai, traditional Muay Thai, and even jujitsu competitions. Yeah. I could see people being more interested in that just based on just based off of how MMA things and, go in yeah. the UFC or in MMA in general. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt that um, Muay Thai is where it is today because of the UFC. You know, yeah, and same with jujitsu. Yeah, all of it, all of it. Yeah. And it's so weird. It, it the UFC can never exist without those things either. Yeah. You know, it's mutually beneficial. Yeah, but it's at the same time, like how many people can actually train MMA consistently on a regular basis while being productive yeah. members of society? Yeah, it's hard enough to do one yeah. and still be able to pay your bills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. alone training all, and not only that, but the amount of damage you do to your body. Yeah. It fucking hurts to do jujitsu for an hour a day, let alone just that be one tenth of your entire fucking workout. Jeez, not that much of a man yet. <laughs> You're running out of time. So. It's rough, man. It's rough. It's just like I mean, those styles are so different. You know, it's like I talked to you know we have our training over at the gym, and you know we talked to Aaron about his training that he's got going on. Um, you know, Aaron Beach, uh, pro MMA fighter, and it's like, dude, his his training is just like so grueling. And just like physically grueling, you know, where we're us, like, you know, we're talking about technique and like this goes to this and like, you know, you throw it this way and you need to like refine everything. Yeah. His is just like, no, you fucking raw dog shit. You hop in the cage and you beat the crap out of people. You do your sprints afterwards. You do your pile, you know, whatever your pylos and you do your, your pad work after that. And it's like, it's, it's so much work, man. It's so grueling. Like my hat's off to people that can, uh, yeah. that can, that can run through that. Yeah, it's crazy too. Like the intention too. Like I had some weird gun nuts trolling me on Twitter the other day, and they said some. They were talking about self defense and shit. And somebody said, uh, uh, "What did they say?" They said, uh, "Not all of us are privileged enough to be able to practice BJJ for defense or like some shit like that." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't even do it for self defense. Like literally, yeah. it's it's a fun game to play. Yeah. I go to have fun. Yeah. So like." My intention is so much different than a pro fighter whose intention is to get into a big card and make money and put their ass on the line. Yeah. I know I'm not putting my ass on the line. I'm just going and having fun for a fucking hour yeah. and sweating a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's like, if, if you think privileged is the word, like, come to our gym and, like, look at the demographics in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel I like you are about confused, that a lot. sir. Yeah. You are confused. <laughs> I think that's what keeps a lot of people from joining MMA-type gyms or MMA-related to have all, all things available is that fear that it's only a certain type of demographic like big gnarly fighters who are yeah. badass and it's everybody it's all walks yeah of life. yeah not a lot of people realize that i think i think that keeps a lot of people from training unfortunately. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure it's like they they have this image of like the the people that are are training when really it's like dude we have like chiropractors accountants for moms like moms yeah you know dude, dads, anybody like, yeah every, every anybody job. could do it too that's what's yeah. fucking rad is that you may not be the best but anybody could practice yeah and get better at mm-hmm. any time yeah what about um leoto and dan henderson Shit, it's a tough fight to, yeah. to figure out too, right? I like both fighters a lot. I know, I do too. 
I don't know, man. I mean, Dan was on such a streak for a while that it's just like it's it's hard to see people. He's still on a streak, really. Him. He he just no, he got is, a knee yeah. injury. He but was... uh, yeah, I just, I just feel like he, he you know you, you always lose some momentum when you have injuries. And yeah, you, you right. Know, you don't have a string of wins. Um, but at the same time, it's like you know he kind of relies on people willing to trade with him. And, and Leoto, if he can stick to his evasiveness, it's just like that's kind of like prime picking. Like he's gonna lumber yeah. at you, and then you you work on your strategic strikes and and uh, catch him as he's coming in. But I mean, I, if if I like gun my head if i had to put money on the fight i put it on dan um but you know who knows yeah i could see i could see leota winning a decision a three-round decision true yeah um i i don't think he's gonna i, I can't see him knocking out dan henderson i see him uh a, a cool a really cool photo got posted today from the open workouts of leota doing some pad work with uh, melvin manha mm-hmm. he's doing um some knees yeah and it looks like he's preparing himself for Dan to come bull rush him and shoot. Yeah. And take him down and try to throw some big knees when he comes in to shoot. So mm-hmm. we might see some of that. Yeah. I could see him catching him with a knee and hurting him. Yeah. Dazing him enough, maybe getting a TKO, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. We know Leoto, he can get knocked out. We've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Versus Dan Henderson, which that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. I guess I was thinking like front kicks as he's coming in, just like. <laughs> Yeah, we could see that. Right to the chin. But even then, it's like, fuck. Nobody. I mean, Anderson dazed him pretty good. Yeah. In that, before he before he choked him, he caught him with some shit that wobbled him. But nobody's knocked him unconscious. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's just too manly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could see either. I could see it going either way. I don't know what the odds are. Have we? Has anyone seen the odds? I don't, on? I don't know. Here, we I'm can not look sure. Them up right now. Yeah. Do you keep the odds? Are you betting? I, dude, I I don't know about betting with that. I remember I I talked to you about the betting oh, yeah. and all that stuff and how that works, but I never really looked into it. Uh, betting odds on a cheetah. What did you think of the? Uh, versus, uh, I don't want to completely sidetrack this, but what did you think of the Aldo versus uh Edgar fight? Uh, I th- I I scored it for for Aldo. Uh huh. Okay. Th- I thought it was good. I think I don't see anybody beating. Beating Aldo. Yeah, neither do I. Um, and Frankie's tough as fuck, but it have it went exactly how I thought it would. Uh-huh. To be honest with you, uh-huh. so. the UFC odds: uh, Machida's at negative two twenty, and Henderson's at plus one seventy. Well, this is a pretty big favorite then for Leoto. Yeah, that uh, might be a good bet for the gambling yeah, yeah. listeners out there. Gambling enabler. Is yeah. this going to be up by Saturday? Is it going to be... Uh, We're doing a dual podcast again. This yes. is our, our third annual. Third, third <laughs> annual. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. This should be like, like at our, least tri-semester. You know? This is like yeah. our freaking, uh, our actual year. Wait, is it's it our, our side podcast. We have a side podcast that connects to our <laughs> yeah. real podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Uh, let's see if it, yeah, it ends on Saturday. Okay, dude. What What are your thoughts on What are you guys' thoughts on all like the stats that are thrown around for the UFC? Because like personally, it just like it bugs the shit out of me. These like fucking mean? IBM. I, I don't know what fucking program they're using, but it's basically like football, and it's like oh, oh like the stat oh, tracker. Oh, that's retarded, like, uh, dude. <laughs> fucking, I, I don't even want to mimic it right now. But it's like just a super douchey voice, just being like and uh, fucking random uh, whatever Gray Mayner or something like that is uh, successful on seventy two percent of his takedowns. Yeah, uh, only, I, you only know throw, what? Only like two of his per, two of his uh, submissions have been through armbar. It's like, dude, could you fucking not throw these bullshit stats that mean nothing? I hope the judges don't. See, I feel like the judges see that shit and like try to make their judgment based off some of that stuff 
Probably, it's so yeah. fucking hard to, you can't you can't look no, at No, no, I'm not talking about the stats like afterwards. Like are you talking about the copy stats or copy strike? Yeah. No, no, no I'm no. talking about like like during when the fight's happening. It's like they're, all they're doing is throwing these like bullshit stats at people. So like when they're watching them, they can quote shit as if they know what the fuck they're talking about. So it's like educating people and not educating them in the sport. They're educating them to be like fucking analysts or oh, like it's critics. To like regurgitate what they just heard. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I don't yeah, I don't know. It's it's super like little Fox annoying. News thing pops up in the corner and gives you a little advice. Thing, Some like, weird pop-up stupid video. stats on shit. It's like yeah. inside look or something yeah uh, i don't know i don't know. i just feel like it, it makes me it makes them think that like i don't know it's like like you think i'm a fucking idiot i feel like just throwing these bullshit stats at it's me. retarded because basically no matter what it is like the last fight if they're trying to bring up like stats from a last fight like the fighter and their camp has been working on stuff that he their opponent has been doing in the last fight to try to make it to his advantage so that shit doesn't even matter you know so I don't know. I guess I think that what they're trying to do probably from a business standpoint is, you know, market to people who are used to what typical Absolutely. But there's no mass like, market sports sounds like. But yeah. like, dude, there's no yards running or anything like that. Well, Football's yeah, I mean, the only thing I can understand how it's like perfect or like baseball like batting averages or something like that. But that's what they're trying to they're trying to quantify something, you know. It's like that's, he's that's very he's thrown 270 to left hooks in the past 5 years of his fight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 72% of his strikes have all been power shots. Like, yeah, it has to be to Stop market it. towards the Stop people it. who have no idea what the fuck is going on. That's what it is, and they're and they're they're keeping it going. So now you're just gonna walk around and it's like you're gonna be at Starbucks the next time, and some douchebag's gonna be like, "Oh, what do you guys think about uh, Great or uh, Frank Yeager?" Uh, they I've heard recently that he's like, no, 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 no. But they're gonna be like, "Oh, I heard these like the, the number three uh, fastest striker, or most evasive, uh, blah blah blah." And, like they're gonna throw out some bullshit stats, like they know what they're talking yeah. about. Like, do you know what an overhand right is? Well, no. Then shut the fuck up. Well, it's so weird. Like I, I say it all the time that I, I used to watch MMA and thought I knew what the fuck was going on until yeah. I started practicing some of it. Like seeing the jujitsu now, it looks totally different. Yeah. So you can't be mad at what people don't know. Fuck that. Unfortunately. I'm angry. Well, you can it's, it's be. Like, you can like, be, but well, it doesn't do be, you yeah. any good. It's, yeah. it's like me watching like a Niners game and just like throwing at random sets that I'm parroting. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, my brothers call me out on it all the time, too. Yeah. All the fucking time, right? Like, I'll, I'll pull out some fucking random quote, something that I overheard. I'll write the shit down just so I can say it when I'm watching a Niners game with them. And they're like, do you even know what that means? I'm like, nah. But it sounds good, right? They're like, yeah, right. Yeah, we get that with everything, though. Yeah. Like, even with the news. Like, I was talking to this dude about the um, the Donner, Dorner case, whatever yeah, was happening. Yeah, came in. And he was talking about, uh, you know, he was sort of like a gun nut, too, which is funny. But... <laughs> He uh, he was like talking about how media puts certain phrases out and words and clips that are meant to make the society speak a certain way, like cop killer, like and he then had, like he had a gun and he killed a couple of cops. And then he started doing <laughs> the same thing, but on the opposite end of of a spectrum, like as a pro gun person, like okay, started yeah. saying all the catchphrases and words and like the little news clips, like everyone in Texas carries a gun, nobody gets shot. You know, like, <laughs> like right? But it's like you're doing the same thing. So it's, yeah. I feel like we, we're so dumb. We just regurgitate the stupid shit that we fucking pick up along the way. Yeah. Like magnets for stupid shit, and it just shoots off at other magnets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I guess it's okay if it's like an entry. It's like, you know, you know, you fake it till you make it, right? Until you understand it. But at the yeah. same time, I feel like if, like, if you just, if you're comfortable just parroting things and like you have no intention of like learning it or like, yeah. you know, uh, increasing your knowledge base or whatever, then I feel like that's problematic. Yeah, you got to really question those things. You got to question everything that's told to you for you to really start 
thinking on your own, I think. Yeah. You got to fucking defy what people tell you. I don't know. Like, I can't really uh, see someone, uh, like, throw out stats, even with any sport, even if they have a fantasy football league. Like, show me your fucking, like, ritual that what you do to watch a game. Then I'll actually believe your shit, you know? Like, yeah. I got to sit on the couch a certain way or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, like, I got to wear this certain shirt at the game, and I have to sit in this side of the stadium, and then I'll fucking believe you. Because so then you common, put your all dude. heart in that. But if you're just throwing up stats because you're in a fantasy football league, dude, get the fuck out of here. Well, you know, those OCD fools like that will have the best stats anyway. Yeah, yeah. Super fucking <laughs> obsessed on it. Oh, man. So what do you think? I think we got to yeah. call this. We got a good I one. Know, yeah. It's a short podcast this week. I but... by the numbers thing. Yeah, yeah, you're training, yeah? <clears throat> yeah, I got training here soon. Well, it was great. And... Uh, no, it's always good talking to my... I haven't talked to you in a while, man. Yeah. I, feel like I know I haven't, I haven't been in, in the minute. gym since, like, the the turn of the year since the holidays, but... Yeah. Uh, now I, I'm back in... I got fat, son. <laughs> I got fat. Yeah, we both, man. I haven't been training at all either. All Put on, like, coaching. 15 pounds. Yeah. So stupid. It's good. Yeah. Cake tastes good as fuck, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, good. it's good for the shits, man. What are you talking about? Uh. Yeah, so, it works yeah. when I'm laying on somebody, but exactly. doesn't work when I'm trying Feel to get that? my ass up. Feel that? That's cake, bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. It was great having Mike on. We came out of the gates running this one. Yeah, we didn't fuck around. Yeah. Go right to the bullshit. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks for listening. Later. I'm free.